strangers to meddle in her personal affairs, to gain access to her inner life. She tried once more to lift her cup without spilling. A still small voice inside her said, You always manage to get into other people's houses, into their kitchens, living rooms, even bedrooms, and what's more, into their souls. It's how you make your living. Bobby hung up and turned to Lori. What brings you to Newfoundland? A friendly question she probably asked every guest. Nevertheless, it made Lori uncomfortable. It was the same discomfort she'd felt in Mona Blackwood's office. She'd been late for her appointment because a surprise Vancouver snowstorm had delayed her flight to Calgary. Lori had assumed the assignment was going to be routine. Yet another portrait of a prominent person. Mona Blackwood was well known in Calgary, owner of an investment firm that made money in the oil sector. Lots of money. She'd grown up poor in Newfoundland, but moved west to Alberta to seek her fortune. Forty-two, five years older than Lori, blonde with a chiseled, austere face, slim, athletic, a woman determined to be taken seriously in a man's world. She wore a black two-piece suit over a white blouse. Lori would have preferred a little color for the photo and considered how to suggest it. She knew the background had to be businesslike and sober, nothing fussy or extravagant. Before saying anything, though, Lori wanted to get to know Mona a bit so she could really capture her in a portrait. But to her amazement, Mona looked at Lori's photographer's bag and said, We won't be needing that today. Lori was taken aback. Aren't I here for a photo shoot? I'll explain in a minute. Would you like tea, coffee, some juice maybe? Mona motioned towards some armchairs. Lori asked for coffee. She'd gotten up early. She'd barely sat down in the black leather chair when she saw the book of photos on the glass table. Her book. The pictures of the apostate Mormon sect in Splendid Valley. Her name would always be associated with it. Lorelai Finning, Splendid Valley. Mona opened the book. Lori noticed her silver fingernail extensions. Interesting detail. A deviation from the perfect businesswoman image. Maybe she was open to having an unconventional portrait taken after all. I've read the introduction, Mona began. But can you tell me some more about how you came to take these pictures? Normally, Lori wasn't phased by the request. It's what everybody wanted to know. How a sect completely shut off from the outside world in a settlement hidden behind high fences, a sect accused of polygamy and trafficking in girls, how a secretive community like that had allowed the photographer Lorelai Finning behind the curtain. Why had they permitted Lori to photograph women, children, and especially men married to dozens of 11- and 12-year-old girls? No one who saw the pictures could accuse Lori of sympathy toward these men. The sect's bishop had examined the photos and authorized them himself. He wanted to create a monument. He wanted to demonstrate to the outside world that everything was proper and correct. But the bishop didn't understand that images speak their own language, and Lori's photographs were eloquent. She had captured something he was too blind to see. That was the beginning of the end for the Splendid Valley community. The sect's leaders were hauled into court and sentenced to prison. The book could have been Lori's big break, 
but soon after she'd met Volker and followed him to Germany, a newborn in her arms. Lori's gaze swung to the large window over the rooftops, over the glass facades of Calgary's skyscrapers, reaching like oil derricks into the overcast sky. She'd honed her answer to Mona's question long ago. That it took a lot of empathy and patience. That people had to feel safe in order to forget the camera. Lori was almost invisible when she worked, like a fly on the wall. And most important, that you couldn't force anything. But then to her own surprise, she heard herself say, the bishop knew he'd be out of office soon. He wanted his regime. He wanted his life documented for posterity. He made it easy for me. Mona scrutinized her, but with goodwill. You revealed everything in your photographs. He personally approved the pictures, he and his lousy lawyer.